you're listening to the Tripping Off Podcast. If you're listening to me here, there's a good chance you found me on TikTok. But even TikTok creators need a little help sometimes. Well, let me introduce you to my little secret, at WaveWild. She helps creators learn the platform, keep up with trends, and navigate the weird and wild world of TikTok. She's been featured on outlets like Business Insider, Social Media Examiner, Yahoo News, and several television news channels. With over a quarter of a million followers on the app, we get to hear her unique perspective on the mental health implications of social media and the ever-changing culture of connection as we swiftly move into the future. Wave wild. Oh my goodness. Uh, I was just saying before we even started recording, um, there's not a lot of people that I get kind of like fangirled about, but I've followed your page for so long uh, and your whole platform, all your content is related to helping people grow on TikTok understand the platform. And I can't say how valuable it's been to me as a creator, watching your stuff, the weekly newsletter and everything. So I'm so excited, Wave, to have you on the show. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. I feel like I'm blushing right now. Um, that's very, very sweet of you to say. So I'm, I'm happy I could help. Well, you know, and I think, I think you understand something about TikTok uh, that totally goes whoosh over my head. Uh, when it comes to like the trends and the For You page, I'm so lost. Like uh, my background, of course, is as a mental health counselor mm -hmm. doing the dream thing and hypnosis. So I know about that. But when it comes to this social media stuff, this is not like my forte. In fact, I even tell people um, growing up, my family was very much anti-social media. So mm -hmm. I'm very actually excited to talk to you about your opinions on social media um, and to get kind of your take because it is very new for me, even though people think that I've been doing it for a long time, I haven't. So mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> It'll be cool. It'll be cool. <laughs> so, so let me, let me get this right. When I was um, learning about you and what you've done, um, you started as a photographer and videographer. Is that correct? Yeah, so I actually helped people create content for social media, specifically business owners and specifically women. Uh, so I was doing a personal brand, uh, photo and video content creation. And what kind of came out of that was a lot of these women didn't know or they weren't using the photos. So then I was like, oh, my God, I, they don't like the photos. And then so I asked them and they're like, well, I don't really know what to post on social media. And I was like, OK, I can help you with that. I've done lots of I've had business coaches. I've taken online digital marketing courses, all kinds of stuff. Um, and I have a background in personal branding. So I started teaching uh, women what to how to share their story. Um, in order to market their business. And that plays a big part into TikTok too. But yeah, that's how it all started. And then, you know, pandemic came along and I canceled a lot of um, a lot of photo shoots. I had to return deposits. I really didn't know what was going on in my business uh, and, you know, took a little break from things. And uh, just like a month before that, I had a friend of mine who was an Instagram coach say to me, like, you should really get on TikTok. Like, there's just a lot of opportunity there for business owners and entrepreneurs. You can really build an audience and you can leverage that. So I got on and I probably did spend about the first month just scrolling. It was a bizarre place to me. <laughs> it was... It's wild. It's I crazy. shocked. Um, I was overwhelmed. I didn't know what all the buttons did. And there just was so much going on on the app. So I totally get what it's like for people new to the app and feeling all those feelings. Um, yeah. And then eventually I got the courage to start posting. And my first account 
I was posting like photography content. I was posting a bit of the personal branding stuff um, that wasn't really hitting. But what did hit was mindset. I'm a big, big fan of uh, mindset, self-improvement, um, personal growth, uh, that type of thing. Uh, background in teaching yoga and um, consider myself to be spiritual. And, uh, yeah, so that mindset stuff was really hitting off and I had a few, uh, semi-viral, I call them now back then it was like, Oh my God, they're going viral. But now I would say that's more just like semi-viral a hundred thousand views, but that's what got me hooked. (laughs) Everyone listening is like a hundred thousand views. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. What we know being on the app for a while, like that's, I wouldn't consider that viral general, very general, um, generalization of viral. I say is 1 million views. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so that got me hooked on the app and I started studying it a little bit more and really figuring out like what makes like what works and what doesn't work. And I started sharing my experiences with my Instagram audience. And I just had so many people asking me questions and like, what are you doing over there? How does this work for business owners? And then light bulb moment was like, yep. why wouldn't I teach this? I have Instagram coach friends who are teaching how to grow on Instagram. Why wouldn't there be people on TikTok teaching how to grow. And at that time there was like probably five or less, you know, not very many. And, uh, I just saw a really big opportunity and potential and I fell in love with the app and it felt very aligned to me. And I think I, I knew I could bring my own personal branding background into it and kind of saw a unique way of looking at the app and saw, you know, a way for market specifically for businesses and, um, business owners and people looking to market um, their businesses to make more money, generate leads, all that type of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's wild. That's wild. <laughs> it's um, I, I felt that same kind of experience when I first got on the app, there's just so much going on. Like there's a whole row of buttons on the right side. There's all these buttons down below and mm-hmm. sliders. There's a whole like drawer of effects and things that yeah. I don't know what even 10% of them do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like <laughs> I'm so, I'm so lost and it can be, very overwhelming. Uh, I definitely yes. experienced that too. But um, I yeah. think- and I, I, I will admit I was shocked a little bit at what some of the younger generation was posting that probably dates me and makes me a little old fashioned um, because I didn't grow up with social media and it was just shocking um, to see what, what Gen Z is all about. I've learned so much about Gen Z. Yeah. What do you think was the most shocking to you when you started to observe just this different sort of culture? I mean, because I think Gen Z, Gen Z is a very just different culture altogether. What surprises you the most about the way that they interact with the tools? Uh, I think, well, they're very open about their personal lives. And uh, I guess I would just consider myself a little bit more private, right? In that regards, they're very open with things that are going on in their personal lives. Um, But they're also very savvy. And, and tuned in to what's going on on the app for sure. Yeah. What, what are your thoughts kind of on that? Cause you know, as we, as we kind of talk, I want to dive into mental health. Do you think that this, this kind of new wave of being so open and I call it vulnerability or stupidity, I don't know, but just sharing everything on the app. Do you, what's your personal opinions on that? Is that healthy? Is that bad pros and cons? I don't know. I mean, Yeah. I mean, I encourage people to share their stories on TikTok and I love to hear other people's stories and learn from them. Mm. I think there's definitely from a marketing perspective, ways to go about it. Now, some of the ways that Gen Z are going about it are a little bit different. So, you know, I'm not sure 
of the long-term impacts and effects that's going to have on their personal life. I do think, you know, it's great to be sharing some of the things that people are going through and making it more normalized and creating more awareness about it. Um, but, you know, I'm sure there's some cons too that I personally don't really know about because I'm not ex in that experience. Uh, so it's definitely something <laughs> to be mindful and careful about if, you know, I don't have children, if I did have children on the app, for sure would be a concern what they're posting, maybe what they're sharing, what they're yeah. consuming. I, I agree with that. You know, it's, it's so new that we don't really know the long-term effects of it very mm -hmm. well. I mean, it could, sharing story has always been a very positive and impactful marketing tool, mm -hmm. um, but there's definitely a, a greater level of intensity with sharing these stories now. It's so much more yeah. deep, so much more personal, and we don't really know how that's going to pan out 10, 15 years from now. True. And just with the amount of um, toxicity that there is on the app at times mm. in certain ways, it's, you know, it can be, it, it is, a, it's a bit concerning. So uh, here's an example. Uh, I love what I call story trends. Okay. These are trends that they come up once in a while where you can share your story. There was one uh, this past year that was got really popular. I loved it because then I encouraged people to do it because I was like, I want to, you know, it's perfect for sharing stories. Sharing stories, great for marketing. And a lot of people were doing it. You'll remember it was the I could be brown, I could be blue, I could be violet um, song. And all yep. you had to do is lip sync and then you would share your story in text. And then I saw, started to see these posts. Shortly after that became very popular on the For You page where people were like, I hate that trend. It's terrible. I don't want to hear your, your sob story. And I was kind of like, oh, that's not really, that's, wow. Hmm. I just was kind of shocked that that's the way that people were openly uh, saying that. And I was like, it's such a beautiful thing. People sharing their story. Um, but people were like, stop doing that trend. We don't care about your sob story type of thing. And that's the way TikTok can be at times. Like people will voice their opinions. Definitely. Yeah. There's a lot of that on the app. People are not holding back. <laughs> yeah. Do you, do you think, think that's, do you think that's grown? Like is Instagram or YouTube culture different to where maybe people do think about what they're saying slightly more and TikTok is just like, yeah, I hate this. I hate you. You make me mad. Absolutely. You know, absolutely. Because Instagram is a culture that is more curated, right? It's, it's yes. for years, it's been the highlight reel of your life. You have a pretty grid, it's designed, it designed pretty pictures, everything is curated. Whereas, you know, the appealing thing about TikTok is that the culture there is it's authentic, it's real, it's raw, it's in the moment, uh, people are being themselves, they're not showing up on camera and full makeup and hair, right? People just roll out of bed and make a video, they don't, it doesn't matter what you look like, which is really great and freeing um, and embracing. And then at the same time, uh, yeah, it, it can be a lot with so many opinions and voices on the app. Yeah, you're right. What do you think about the community in general? Have you seen some things that you really like or some things that you really don't like? Because um, a lot of people do talk about sort of the toxicity, like in the comment section or in the back and forth, because people do duets. And so sometimes these duets mm -hmm. or stitches will be very negative, uh, making fun of and stuff, but then sometimes it's positive. What do you think of the community in general? I think in general, the ability to make community on TikTok is 
amazing. I've never been able to build my own community so fast on an app um, and connect with people. It is great for that. There are certain things uh, that people do on TikTok that I don't like. For example, the type of people who will say anything or purposely trigger other people, be rude, offensive, uh, maybe racist even, to with the, with the um, purpose to get more views and get more attention. Uh, so yeah. those, I have seen those types of accounts and people who do those things. Um, and, you know, they're just, I think they're just trying to get TikTok famous. I don't know. They just need the attention. Um, but that can be a very the toxic part, right? Where that toxicity comes in. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking about, uh, you mentioned earlier that there were just a few people who really, really taught people how to create TikTok and how to be, you know, sort of entrepreneurs on the app. One of them that I followed for quite a while was Jeff Corrett. I followed him for a bit. Uh, (laughs) And recently his account has been banned. I don't know if you want to say anything about that, but um, as you were mentioning this, didn't even have this down in my notes, but as you're mentioning this, he played into sort of that, sort of that viral, uh, I'm saying something spicy on purpose just to get some hits in uh, would you say that backfired for him? Would you say that was toxic or maybe you don't want to have um, a statement? You know, I think it, it's definitely a marketing strategy. I don't recommend. I would not <laughs> recommend for a client. Uh, there are certain personas uh, that you can create to market yourself um, and then help you help leverage your own personal brand and that you can then spin around. Uh, So an example I use is Simon Cowell, you know, from American Idol. Remember when he was rising to fame, he was known for being like harsh and rude um, and mean to contestants. Yes. Uh, But over time, right. He's managed to turn that around into a completely different personal brand, but that is really how he became known. Yeah. He was, he was the grumpy guy with the British accent. Yes. Uh, So there are, you know, he did use that as a strategy and was able to turn it around. But in general, it's not something I recommend doing on TikTok or I wouldn't recommend for my clients. It's a fine line. It can easily be kind of overcrossed to where uh, where you become toxic and seen as just a bully because you don't want to be seen as just a bully. um, But being kind of kind of on the edge uh, has some possible viral sort of components to it, but it's risky. Yeah. And I think it all depends on who you're trying to attract and what you're trying to do Mm. on the app, what your goals are. However, you also want to keep in mind that, you know, TikTok's mission is to inspire creativity and bring joy. That is their mission statement. I didn't even know that. That is what they wanted. Yes. (laughs) It's on their web. It's every, it's on their website. Yep. Wow. Oh, well, that's kind of counter to that mission statement then doing that. So if you think about the type, you know, And this is one of the reasons why I came to TikTok. I fell in love with the creativity of the app. People were doing such creative, interesting things. And I was like, this is a fun place to create. Like that is the mission. The mission of TikTok is to inspire creativity and bring joy. Yeah. That is the overall culture and feeling of the app. And Mm. that Mm -hmm. is the direction that I would recommend people going rather than trying to uh, be what we call a clout chaser or cause controversy. Right. Well, and I, you know, I'm glad you mentioned that because I do have a follow-up question that I wanted to ask, you know, it has become more and more the culture uh, of TikTok, the company, 
to be very proactive about censoring certain things. They take down sounds, they take down videos. Um, a lot of people sort of complain about um, their account being suspended or them getting guidelines, violation strikes. Um, even I notice, like I, I do very frequent TikTok lives. Um, and even in the TikTok lives, people will send me a comment because they're asking me about what their dream means. But if they use the terms like mental health or anything sort of, it's pretty common for people to have violent dreams. If they say anything violent, even though it's in the context of their dream, they're not being mean about it. It gets cleared out. You don't even see that comment come through. Mm -hmm. um, what do you think of that, of that stance? Uh, is that an overreach? Is that appropriate? Do you think we're headed in that direction? Uh, well, I think, you know, TikTok has a responsibility and, uh, you know, to keep children safe. And that is a huge uh, part of their mission on the app. They are always trying to keep um, keep kids safe as much as possible. And I know that there are a lot of mental health hashtags that are banned, things like also eating disorder hashtags that are also banned that TikTok has publicly uh, talked about um, and they have a lot of programs and initiatives in place and they've also publicly admitted that their content moderation system is not perfect um, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and that these things are are never going to be probably ever going to be perfect it's it's hard because they're just the amount of content that is being uploaded to the app you know there's billions of videos every day being uploaded how do you monitor that many videos and that a, many people. It's an am it's amazing question. Job. It's an it really, job. It really um, is. So I think they're doing their best. There's, you know, a lot of room for improvement as well. And, you know, hopefully we'll see some changes in their, their content moderation system and, and more transparency. They have released a, a public statement last year about how the process works with the content moderation system and community uh, violations guideline um, mm -hmm. and what that means. So um, that is very much appreciated. However, more transparency would be even greater. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking, oh my gosh, of transparency, I think one of the things that confuses me the most is I get super lost in like, okay, I think I had a, a video talking about like, Hey, if you have this certain type of dream, no sexual content, no violent content, if you have this kind of dream, uh, it means this. And it got taken down for harassment and bullying. And I appealed yeah. it and nothing. And I'm like, I don't, I don't understand. Now, luckily my content steers clear enough of like accidentally getting struck, struck mm -hmm. down. Uh, that I've, I've managed to make it through, uh, but the whole process is crazy. I'm yes. making a correlation um, where the whole mm -hmm. FYP is crazy. I don't understand how that works. Yeah. <laughs> it's this crazy those, algorithm. I get those strikes too. They happen a lot. Um, and, you know, I tell my clients and, and followers, the best thing you can do is like, don't freak out about it because they have admitted nine times out of 10, it's incorrect. And when you appeal, it, it does come back. Um, and nine times out of 10 for me, it does come back as well. I do get it back. Okay. Um, yeah. So, and that when you do get a community violation, you've won the appeal. It does not count as a negative strike towards your account. So ah, nice, so nice. Try not to stress, uh, sweat about those little things. Good point. Good point. That's really encouraging for people to hear. Mm -hmm. um, there's a, there's a lot of stuff about the app that's just confusing, like the FYP, the community stuff, um, community guidelines, violations. Interesting. Interesting. Mm -hmm. So what do you think kind of, kind of shifting topics a little bit? What do you think about mental health? Because there's a lot of conversation um, about the way that social media interacts with our mental health. Um, and I was actually just 
it was such an odd experience. Uh, I went to my grandfather's funeral not too long ago. And after the funeral, somebody came up and started to argue with me about social media. I'm like, I'm at my grandfather's funeral right now. What are we, <laughs> what are yeah. we doing? But uh, it just, it struck me that there really is such a perception that social media is just terrible. It's just all noise. It's terrible for you. And I have several of my friends who are in the same sort of generational um, cohort who also agree like social media is just bad. I stay away from it. I don't have any social media accounts, which kind of boggles my mind because I think I have a very different sort of opinion and take on that. Obviously, mm-hmm. as a mental health professional and a content creator, I use it a lot. So I just wonder, as somebody who comes more from the business side and more the technological side of understanding the app and the platform, what's your just knee-jerk reaction on the mental health? Yeah. So first of all, social media is not going anywhere. That's true. (laughs) Uh, So it's only evolving. And if you don't want to be left out in the future, as we go into the metaverse, into VR, uh, and those types of things, uh, you know, it's something you should probably be paying attention, attention to now. Uh, Yeah. So um, in general, I would say, I think, Also, that there needs to be a lot of more education. And I'm not sure if this is something that they do in school, but educating children on social media consumption. Mm. Right? We we already know there's been a lot of studies on the negative impacts of social media, but why is there not this, you know, education around what, how we consume social media and to be mindful of Um, how it makes you feel. Uh, Now, you know, during the pandemic, we saw this uptick in uh, information about COVID and like all this, uh, you know, misinformation and fake news and all that sort of stuff, which really brought this attention to the social media of like, okay, so we need to be more aware of what we're consuming and who's saying what and what to believe. And I think that is good. However, I think specifically for the younger generation, Gen Z, there should be some, you know, education around your mental health and social media and recognizing that if things are upsetting you, if things are uh, triggering you to the point where it's negatively impacting your day-to-day life, um, you definitely, you know, should seek out professional help. Um, so I, I would like, like to see that for sure. More education around that. Yeah. I've always been in kind of the opinion that social media is just a tool. And like you said, I super agree with that. It's not going anywhere. Um, it's here to stay. It's kind of the new way that human beings connect with each other. Mm-hmm. And especially like as we move into the future, it's just going to get, it's going to evolve. It's going to get more yeah, uh, and different, you know, as we learn to connect with each other using these tools. And I'm always of the opinion, it's a tool. Tools can be used. Like I can use a hammer to build a house or I can use it to hit somebody. Uh, one's really awesome and provides shelter and safety. And the other one is kind of terrible. Uh, Social media is the same way. Like it can do some terrible things because it is such a powerful tool, but it can also do some amazing things. Yeah. Like the power to connect people during the pandemic. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's when I jumped into it. There's more of the positive side, right? That's why, you know, TikTok became so popular. That's why there was an increase in social media usage, Mm -hmm. right? People are looking for ways to connect. Um, I do know people who've 
you know, um, formed very strong relationships, made friends through social media. I have TikTok friends. I can't wait to meet in real life uh, someday. Um, yeah, so there are, there's the benefits as well, uh, for sure. Yeah, I mean, this is why you and I are talking. I was like, oh my yeah, gosh, yeah. got to get wave wild on the show. <laughs> Right. It's all about connections, right? That's what social media is. And as for the future of social media, right? I mean, yeah. it's as from a business point of view, it's, 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 it's the way that people, they're marketing now, right? Um, it's just the way that businesses, brands are going to be marketing. And there's a lot of shopping uh, and that type of thing being built into social media. And that I believe is the future of TikTok as well. In fact, I'm actually kind of gobsmacked because I haven't, I, I made a video this morning. I found, found out this morning, there's a bunch of new feature releases lately. Oh, and okay. okay. There's a, now a new feature uh, and I haven't posted the video yet. It's still in my drafts. Uh, so this Don't is- worry, this will be a week before it goes out. So <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm not going to beat you, you to can it. <laughs> now, so we know that you can promote your videos. Yes. Yes. Right. Now you can promote your lives. Yeah. You can spend- money um to get your live onto the for you page hmm. yeah so what do you think about really, that is that a worthwhile well, investment now here's the thing yes if you're a business owner absolutely mm -hmm. and you are a, a lot of people are selling on lives i've sold on lives before i've sold courses on live digital products um, i sell on lives this is something i teach too uh so if you are um like when i launched my very first course uh, i sold it on live through live streaming Mm. And uh, so, yeah, I think for business owners, if you were doing a course launch, yes, you could to get more people into your room to hear your message for sure. Um, ah. But of course, uh, you know, a lot of people are not going to like that either because you've been on TikTok for a while. You know, you are you are there because it has this massive organic reach and that does seem to be shrinking as time goes on. Yeah, it makes it a little bit more pay to play. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm. Is that a natural evolution or it is. does that, does that make you sad to see? Um, you know, I think it's a natural evolution at the same time. Uh, it's uh, TikTok will always have this opportunity or chance to go viral. There's still people going viral every day. I see lots of viral videos. It still happens. There's still that chance and opportunity, but it might be a little bit harder. Yeah. But that's never yeah. going to go away. That's the essence of TikTok, like that going viral. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Hmm. Interesting. Well, so shifting topics a little bit, uh, more to a fun side. Uh, what are, what are some of the, uh, most, uh, most interesting or, or wildest sort of niche communities that you've run across just in your oh time gosh. perusing the app? Cause it gets, <laughs> it gets weird and it gets amazing and it gets scary and it gets exciting. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's, it's um, nuts. I've definitely seen some inappropriate stuff. Um, <laughs> So I have, um, I have a habit of, and I find this stuff when I go to like maybe a hashtag okay. and then I click on a sound and then I go to that sound page and then I click on a video and then I go to that person's profile and then I click on another video and then, and I'm like, go down this rabbit hole. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, how far have I gone? Because you actually do have to press the back button, like to go back. Oh, <laughs> and I'm like, so you're oh like, my gosh, oh, yeah. I really went down the rabbit hole system <laughs> to get here. Like this is, how is this even still posted? Now, um, I will say that I have seen, um, maybe not as bizarre as you, uh, um, <laughs> you know, I'm not a hundred percent on, on mental health talk. Um, I did once find an account, an ASMR account, which um, I'm sure you're familiar with. Yep. 
And if your um, viewers are sorry, if your listeners are not that those are just videos that have no music, no talking, they just emphasize the sounds that the objects make in the video. It's usually very quiet. It's, yes. a lot of, it's a lot of whispering. <laughs> so once I found this account, that's all it is, is cleaning toilets in ASMR. Everybody was just cleaning <laughs> toilet in ASMR. I was like, wow, this is, who watches this? <laughs> this is, I don't know. This is a this channel. Is, yeah. But you know, ASMR is very popular on the app. So who knows that, that seemed a bit, a bit bizarre to me. Yeah, real, real strange. I I always find it really funny. There's these um, <laughs> there's these ones where it'll be like a video game of like a car crashing, and then it's just this like weird story that they'll tell in the background. It's like, and that's all they post is like a uh, yeah, video game footage times. with stories in yeah, the background. Yeah, story times are popular for sure. I see those in a lot of different niches, like even in makeup or beauty. Um, they will use someone's audio of a story time while they're doing. Um, doing that. Ah, mm-hmm. that actually yeah, brings up another another question I wanted to ask you. Um, what are your opinions on um, just sort of the the copy and react culture? Because especially I've seen this a bunch on YouTube, where it's just all react videos these days. And then on TikTok, it's a lot of people will duet a video that's like super viral, and they won't say anything. They'll just like make facial expressions, like "Oh yeah, I agree with that," or "Oh, I don't agree with that." It's almost it's, it's very strange because it like really gets yeah. close to copyright stuff <laughs> and it really gets close to just kind of stealing someone's content, but it's slightly transformative. Is mm-hmm. that stealing? Is that uh, positive or yeah. is that lazy? Well, first of all, I think that um, reaction accounts are not as popular as they used to be. They were actually Interesting. a way that you could stand out and grow um, a while ago. Really, really popular. But then I noticed that people stop doing them because they're hard to monetize. So there's a few people that became really famous with the reaction accounts. Remember Angry Reactions? I think he's changed his username to his real name now, which I can't. Yes, um, he's so funny. Yeah, so he got big with reaction accounts, right? And now he doesn't do that type of content anymore because you can't monetize it. And because your, your followers, they, they want to know more about you. They want to, you know, as you grow, you, they want to see more of what you have to offer. And it, it kind of gets a little bit boring. And there's another one. Um, I also cannot pronounce her name. She did the same thing. She has like 15 million followers now. She's in Canada. Um, I can um, send it to you. You can put it in the show notes. Yeah, we'll do it. Uh, also grew her account um, with reaction videos and now she mixes a lot of original content and trends in with mm. that um, because yeah that's you can only take that so so far and when you have 15 million followers you want to be monetizing so yes she's doing sponsored posts and she's doing comedy and a few other things as well uh, okay okay so so it's natural yeah. it's normal but it has some real limitations that discourage people from doing it I think so yeah. Um, as for people who are just sort of duetting and not saying anything, um, I don't, you know, I'm not sure what their, what their purpose or their goals are with that. I don't, it's not really to me, a, a, a growth strategy I would recommend. However, you know, I do recommend duetting videos that are viral within your niche as a growth strategy. Um, but, but to add to it or to say, to say something about it. Um, not just to, you know, have a blank screen and use the viral video as a way to get more views for followers. 
Yeah. I don't think it's effective that way. No, good point. Okay. So you think that that problem kind of naturally takes care of itself. It's like, Mm -hmm. there's, there's going to be a definite ceiling that you're going to face anyway, just by Mm -hmm. making react content or or duet type of content. You really can't grow past a certain level. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. I never thought about it that way. Okay. That's a good point. Yeah. Mm, Okay. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) These these are my observations because I eat, sleep, breathe, TikTok. I really do. And these are things I've just observed and patterns I've observed over time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think, I think that's so interesting because like I study patterns in mental health and like in people, and then you study it on the app, which I I see a huge correlation. I know there's probably like a a moment where you're like, why is this, you know, mental health guy want me on his podcast? And like, no, there's like, there's such a correlation because people use the app. Mm-hmm. And mental and, health talk is big and sounds and trends. Uh, there's some pretty big sounds and trends lately for mental health talk. So the Elmo stuff, the bing bong, bing bong. It started with bing bong. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and then it became Elmo. Elmo's the ra- latest. Um, Wasabic vinegar. <laughs> and everybody's all about that came from mental health talk and making jokes about how they relate to that. Um, those sounds. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. And then people just keep remixing them and editing them and making more of them. And it's just, it's insane. It's so, it's pretty funny too. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's cool. I I think mental health talk is, you know, I think it bridges that gap. Like you're talking about where Instagram is so curated all the time. And a lot of times it's professionals like in their office, like being very kind of, I don't know if stuffy is the right word, but it's being a little bit, uh, distancing themselves. They don't, they almost don't seem like real people because they're like mm-hmm. mental health professionals, but then you move over to TikTok yes. and you see these are real people who really work in the mental health field, who have their own anxiety and depression and social fears. Mm-hmm. And they're being honest about that and showing what they do for a living and how they manage their own struggles as well. And so it's much more raw and authentic. And I think it's very humanizing. Yeah. Very humanizing. Yeah. So I, I love that. I love that a lot. Yeah. But all right. Well, so as we kind of come, come to uh, the end of this, I want to ask uh, when you're not dabbling and researching and going down these trend holes, uh, what do you genuinely enjoy on the app? Like what are your, what's your for you page filled with? Oh, well, throw, throw honestly, a zinger at you. My for you page uh, is like, it's marketing and small business talk. So it's not that interesting. I actually have other like blank or burner accounts. I call them on other mm. phones that are just empty to see a little bit more wide variety of, of content. I am a sucker for those cute, like cute animal videos. Oh my gosh. Yes. I, I, those are hard to not watch for me. Um, yeah, I love the cute animals. Uh, anything small. Um, someone just sent me some video of like all these little baby turtles eating lettuce. And I was just like, Oh my God, oh, stop. It's so cute. I know. Um, yeah, that stuff. Uh, I'm a sucker for that. Yeah. We need it. We need it. So I have at home, I have two cats and they're two little sisters. Uh, and so my wife's for you page is just all kitten <laughs> and cat stuff. Cat talk. <laughs> it's cat, cat talk. talk. We're heavy into cat talk in yeah. the lion household. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's a lot of pet accounts. Pet accounts are huge, massive, Big. Um, many of them. Yeah, yeah. On TikTok. Yeah. That's really, really cool. That's really cool. Well, um, it didn't come up uh, naturally, but I did want to say I, I did some research about you before we started uh, and you had this idea. It blew my mind. I thought it was brilliant. Uh, and I wonder if you could share it with my followers because I think they'll really enjoy it. 
you talked about on CTV News uh, this rubber band trick for your phone, mm-hmm. which was yes. so <laughs> smart. And I was like, what a great idea. Would you mind sharing that with, uh, with people? Because it relates sure. so much to mental health and the addiction yeah. that social media can have. Yeah, they love, love to talk about this stuff on the news. Uh, yeah, so how many times have you picked up your phone and for the intention of doing something and a few minutes later, you're like, what did I pick up my phone for? Like, here I am on social media scrolling. Guilty. <laughs> All the time. <laughs> so uh, one of the ideas with the rubber band trick is to put a rubber band um, around your phone. And then the idea is, right, to, in order to use your phone, you have to remove the rubber band. And that gives you a moment to be intentionable. Like, sorry, in, is that a word? <laughs> it is <laughs> now. have intention about what you are doing on the phone. Um, Also great for like just realizing how many times a day you're just picking it up. And I do this, like, I am so guilty of this, right? I'll be, you know, working on a blog or writing something and you feel, I feel stuck. And then I'll just like, I'll look at the phone and there's just this urge. There's this urge to pick it up and start scrolling. And I have to be like, no, put it away, turn it off. Like, cause the distractions are, are so real. So hopefully that, that helps people that little rubber band trick. Yeah. It's a, it's a moment of, um, awareness of what do they, what do they call that? I'm blanking on the name, of course, as a therapist, uh, intentionality, mindfulness, mm-hmm. mindfulness mm-hmm. is the word I'm looking for. Yeah. Uh, that kind of brings mindset. some awareness to it. I thought it was brilliant. I loved it so much. Thanks for sharing okay. that. Well, <laughs> Wave Wild, thanks so much for being here. This has been amazing. I think some great insight into TikTok, the app, mental health, and then even just how to grow and what to look for in the community and moving forward. If you want to follow her, I highly encourage it, especially if you're thinking about starting a business or you're thinking about you know, trying to understand how the app works so you can post more yourself at W-A-V-E-W-Y-L-D on TikTok and Instagram, all over the place. She's got a website, uh, wavewild.com, spelled the same way. I highly encourage it. Uh, Thank you, Wave, so much for being here. I appreciate it. You're welcome. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks. Thanks. Talk to you soon. Yes. Bye. This episode of the Tripping Off Podcast was sponsored by HD Counseling. They are truly the future of therapy, with a network of over 50 therapists in the Orlando and Winter Park area who each specialize in different mental health topics. They provide the care and empathy needed to truly change your life. What makes them unique is that each therapist runs their own business under the cooperative of HD Counseling. So no matter what you're going through, you will receive an independent, highly motivated therapist who will care and empower you to create change in your life. Even if you are outside the Orlando area, Every therapist offers telehealth sessions to anyone in the state of Florida. Find your perfect therapist at www.hdcounseling.com. They are committed to your growth.